Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do you call two podcasters who say they're going to take a break for a month and then disappear for almost four? I don't know. What? You call them ghost and hostesses. <laughs> it's Spoop Hour. And we're back. After four months, a paranormal comedy <laughs> podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. Is this thing still on? This is Sasha. This still is Courtney. Here. We're alive. We're we alive. We missed you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was nice to take a break. Yeah. I think we both needed it. Yeah. But we are Welcome here. Welcome to season two of Spook Hour. <laughs> five season years one in. was four years long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are here. Oh, you can find us on the internet. We've been mm-hmm. a little yeah, we're quiet still, on our yeah, social Yeah, but we're channels. still there. On, we're still on, there. We've been quiet on like Instagram, but we still retweet on uh, yeah, Twitter. I'd, yeah, I'd occasionally like post a video or something to yeah. Instagram. Like I had to go into the utility room in my condo <laughs> complex mm-hmm. and it looked like I was going to be murdered. So yeah. I put a picture and I was like over under how likely am I to get serial killed right now? <laughs> yeah, that's. So, that, I think that's one of those liminal spaces that mm-hmm. scares me so much is a storage units, either mm-hmm. in a condo or like uh, Jack and I have one. And... Yeah. It always makes me feel better when there's, like, one other car there. Yeah. Because, and you can hear other people, and you know it's other people. And you're like, I saw their car out there, and it's not the ghost or someone who's (laughs) living in here, right? And you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) So, we're on those. We do still have a Patreon. We're going to finish out the Courtney Reads Twilight series. We are going to be shutting the Patreon down, Mm -hmm. partially to remove... A little bit of work for us to make mm-hmm. this more sustainable. We appreciate those of you who joined our Patreon and everything. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is, I got nailed on my taxes. You sure of Patreon. did. So yeah. taxes scare me. So yep. in the interest of not having another like horrifying tax panic attack like yep. I did this year, which also fun fact, my previous employer did not update my address when I moved to DC, so I paid taxes to the wrong state all year without knowing. So I got a fun switcheroo of one state gave me $2,600 and the other state took $2,600. That's so, fun. Super fun. Loved it. Zero out of 10. Taxes Would not recommend. Scary. Would yep. not re- recommend. I did not have fun. I cried a whole lot. Yep. International listeners in America, we have to tell the government how much we think we owe them, even or though else they go know. to prison. <laughs> even though they know, they know they could be telling they're just us. Not telling. They're like, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, it was some shit. So you may have noticed this is very informal. We thought it would be fun if instead of returning immediately to our format and regimented, we kind of warm back up to podcasting. Yeah, what is a podcast? We just don't know. Merriam-Webster defines podcast at... I'm just kidding. (laughs) We thought it would be fun if we just did kind of a catch-up episode where we share spooky shit that's happened to Mm -hmm. us over the past almost four months. We talk about some stuff in our lives that, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe you wanted to hear about or, like, how long our hair has gotten because the answer for both of us is quite long. Quite long. We also have very long beards to show that time has passed. Mm -hmm. So it's been a lot of change. mine's coming in real thick right now. It's very luscious. Oh, mine's very thin and wispy, like like you find the ancient man on the mountain... Oh, and yeah. ask him what he says. Ooh, That's you could braid it like. and put beads yeah. in it. Mm. Yeah, I am actually, I'm wearing French braid pigtails while we record. And then I also have a little, a little French braid for my <laughs> little tiny tail. beard. <laughs> you missed us, didn't you? Oh, you can also email us at spoopower at gmail.com. Thank you for those of you who reached out during our hiatus to send nice messages about being proud of us for taking breaks. Hopefully the next time we need to take a break, we won't need to be gone for so long. Yeah, that is very true. So... <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Well, the last episode that we posted was our break announcement on January 11th. Yep. And since then, 
Well, I had COVID in January. So, yes, like, like right two weeks after, after that. that. Yeah. Sasha had COVID. So then I was like, let's go ahead and extend the spoop hiatus, shall we? <laughs> and hilariously, I mean, not hilariously, it was yeah. a terrible, scary time. I'm oh, yeah. basically a Victorian recluse at this point, And that's fine. I'm trying to do better. But you as know. long as you're not yellow wallpapering. I'm not yellow wallpapering. But I am like looking out the window and being like, oh. What is it like to be amongst the people? And then I'm like, oh, no, I can't be amongst the people. Anyway. Yeah. I did actually leave the house because Maxwell, our pod friend from mm-hmm. the Relic the Lost Treasure podcast and various other creative products, projects, he was in town. And so yep. we're like, let's get together and go for a walk. And because I'm a fuddy-duddy, I'm like, can everybody wear their mask while we're outside? And then it turned out Sasha had COVID. Well, so, so here we go. So, okay. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't have COVID when we got together. You're right. Yeah. So, but the wearing the masks outside was totally fine because the day that Maxwell came to see us, we went for a walk around Congressional Cemetery and mm-hmm. it was also like 20 degrees outside and windy. I was so living my best life, but mi- you two the, were frozen. Yeah, well, because <laughs> Maxwell is in Australia and up until that point had been in warm, sunny Texas mm-hmm. and Virginia had had very warm weather the week before and then the week after, but not when we went to Congressional Cemetery. No, we had a little winter interlude. So, yeah. A winter lewd. <gasps> poor, poor Maxwell and I were just so cold. But, Meanwhile, but the I'm masks, like, la, 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 the masks la, 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 really la. helped because yeah, it keeps yeah, your face it warm. Keeps your face warm. Yeah. And then it was like another week later that. I think it was that Sunday you messaged us to be like, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, it was like a week later that I finally was. Because we, we got together on Monday, and it was mm-hmm. Sunday that I tested positive, so, like, a week later, and was mm-hmm. like, how are you guys doing? And you guys were like, I'm fine. Fine? Why? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was just telling Courtney, like, I mean, I got out of school. Like, yeah. there's, because besides Congressional Cemetery, the only other places that I went to was, like, Wegmans yep. and school. Yeah. And which of those two gets people sick all the time anyway? Right. And even uh, with the boost, the Omicron variant was hella powerful yeah and i was like kids were dropping every day from school they actually closed well we had snow which was really lucky oh yeah that's yeah true. That, that week after that winter break snow. so we had a three-week winter break which was cool but <laughs> kids were still like dropping left and right and so i was amongst them <laughs> and actually that same week another teacher was out because her daughter had been exposed at daycare mm. and like it was just it was a so lot so that was january I know all the mask mandates have been dropped, but like, if you're going to be them. in an indoor space with people who you don't know, pop a mask on. Yeah. The weekend, two weeks after we dropped the mask mandate in Virginia, mm-hmm. a bunch of my kids who were like, I'm not going to wear my mask March 1st, <laughs> all had COVID afterwards. And I was like, you guys. Look, it's, I know it, it's Not hard. victim blaming, but I'm just saying there was a correlation there. Yeah. And the miraculous thing, I didn't give it to Jack. Yeah. And we were stuck in the same house together. And part of that was we both wore masks and we existed yep. in separate rooms. And then my parents never got it. My yeah. grandma, who's 90, now lives with my parents. And my brother works at the school with me and lives with my parents. So, like, we've... Everyone else has managed to dodge it. Yeah. I... I took the bullet for everyone. It was very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate I, your I, service. I'm the only person to ever get good And you're feeling <laughs> yeah. better now. And That's I feel, an yeah, it was like, it was probably like eight weeks of still having some residual, like, <sighs> like yeah. every so often, but it tapered off during the eight weeks. So like two weeks out, I was still like having like some discomfort in my chest. And then like three weeks out, I was getting better. Every week it got steadily better. And now it's, yeah. Now it's just allergy season. <laughs> yeah. I went for a walk today because I've been playing Pokemon Go. Yes, And you today have. was Stuffle Community Day. It sure and was. Stuffle is one of my favorite Pokemon. It sure obviously, is. Obviously, because it's a red panda, and I love red pandas. So I was like, I'm going to go for a long walk and catch eight kajillion Stuffle, which I did. But then at a certain point, I was like, ugh. Were you the person who sent me a gift today? I, don't, I didn't because you haven't opened my last gift, so oh, I can't send okay. you another gift. Then you know what? The person who sent me a gift might have been that student that who, student like, who imagine, your- emergency, like, came busting into my classroom and was like, I if, heard that you have Pokemon Go. And I was if like, they what? ever need another friend, <laughs> yeah. let me know. Because I will, I'm happy to throw my friend, and I send a lot of gifts yeah. because I live at two Pokemon stops. Oh, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. I moved. So oh, yeah, about- you sure did. 
about three weeks after Sasha had COVID. This is how we're going to, this is the time. We're just going to go chronologically. We're just going to kind of, kind of go chronologically. About three weeks after Sasha had COVID, I moved into our new place. If I sound different, it's because I'm in a different place. And it's nice. I like it. It's bigger. We don't have a shitty downstairs neighbor. It doesn't reek of weed all the time. And I can hear my neighbors less. But I do have kind of a busybody downstairs neighbor. So, you know. But guess who doesn't outbody, uh, out busybody a busybody? That's true. Yeah. You you will not win. In the busybody Olympics, I always take gold. So, like, take several seats, please and thank you. It's on, like, Donkey Kong downstairs neighbor. I mean, we're, we're very considerate, and it's not a big deal. But, yeah. like, it's, I'm okay. like, you don't even know what a bad neighbor is. Yeah. You don't even know. So, I moved. It's nice. I really like it. I like the neighborhood. We're in Columbia Heights now, which if you're at all familiar with D.C., apparently everyone and their mother has lived in Columbia Heights. Because when I was moving here, I kept telling people, yeah, I'm moving to Columbia Heights. And they were like, oh, I used to live there. I do live there. Oh, I want to live there. Like, oh, my God. Everybody. Plus, it's nice that everything is within like a block of walking, Mm -hmm. which is pretty legit. There's a really good bubble tea place that's like a block and a half away. Mm. I need to come out there and visit you at some point. Yes, we someday. Outdoor walking with masks on. Yes, and then we go and get bubble tea. And then, and then maybe the go to Congressional Cemetery when the weather is nice. Yes. <laughs> and not, <laughs> like, blowing needles into my face. Coward. The part of my anyway. face that's explo- exposed. <laughs> oh, so I'm jumping out of chronological yeah, okay. order here. Mm-hmm. So I moved, and one of the many nice things about this place is we now have, like, a driveway and a garage, mm-hmm. which is great because, you know, my car got hit in November mm-hmm. and I got it back like February 9th. So it was a long, long haul without my uh-huh. baby. She's back now. And because she doesn't park on the street, I'm like, great, nobody can hit her. Well, uh oh. I don't like the- that well. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. Nobody's hit her. Okay. Disclaimer. So I am secretly 9,000 years old and I still use an iPod. To carry yes, my you music. sure do. Yep. And I had had the same iPod since about 2013. Mm-hmm. It was called Music Robot. I loved it. I like the ability to form playlists. No, I don't want to use Spotify. I, I'm, I'm sure whatever music service you use you, is great. I don't like music on my music. phone. Yeah. I like to have my music on a separate device. Oh, but Queenie, it's so much easier on your phone. I disagree. Basically, anyway, don't worry about it. Courtney knows what she's it. doing. I love my iPod. I'm 10,000 years old. So... I listen to music off of my iPod in the car, and usually when I leave my car, I take my iPod out with me just for safety. Just mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to take it because it's an iPod, and there are very few 10,000-year-old eggs like me, but I usually just take it out just to be safe. Well, one time, go to get in my car, and I'm like, huh, because I had, I had forgotten to take my iPod out, and I had left it plugged into my console, mm-hmm. like in this, like, I have like a little it's like a cupboard thing where you like lift it up and whatever. So you can't see it from outside the car, but the cord had been left plugged into the console, but the iPod was gone. And I was like, okay, we just moved, but I don't think I took my iPod out. Like, and if I had, I would have also unplugged it from the console. This is weird, but I was on my way to a doctor's appointment and I was like, I don't have time to think about this, whatever. Well, I came home to ransack the place to see if I could find my iPod and I could not. It turns out someone broke into my car and stole my nine-year-old iPod. But there were no signs of entry. Like, there, none of the windows were broken. Mm-hmm. There's no lock that you can jimmy. None of that. So I was Googling to be like, how the fuck did they get into my car without, like, obviously tampering with it? Turns out there's a fun device nowadays that if you have any kind of like keyless entry to your car, or like you clicker thingy, it can boost the signal of that to further out. So even if your keys are safely in your house, someone can kind of hijack your signal to unlock your car. I hate it. Yes, I hate it too. So I invested in some like RFID chip blocker like pouches so my keys Mm -hmm. live in that now i bought a new ipod new is a loose term i think it's from 2015 because they stopped making ipods in like 2017 Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i have a new ipod they sent me a free case i put stickers on it it's no big deal well then about two weeks ago i am working 
and my office now is next to our balcony. So I had the windows open because it was nice. And I hear voices in the alley and I hear someone say, I swear to God, I locked the car. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So I go back, I go out on the balcony and I'm like, hey guys, did somebody take something out of your car, but they didn't obviously tamper with your car in any way? Because I had an electronic device stolen. I did not tell them it was an iPod. They don't need to know I'm 10,000 years old. And I'm like, because this happened to me, and I looked it up, and there's this thing that boosts the signal, whatever. And they were like, oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. They did not have an iPod to steal. The thief stole their garage door opener and tried to get into their house. No! And then climbed on top of their car, got on the balcony of their downstairs neighbor, and tried to break into their house, but was caught by that person and ran away. So we have some sort of serial car prowler in my neighborhood. Ah! So talk about spooky shit that's happening to me. I told you I had crime for you. It's you like sure did. Crime. Luckily, you know, we're all good about locking our doors and windows. Lock your doors yeah. and windows, kids. But it's upsetting. So It sure yeah. is. Yeah. So they're ordering a new garage door thingy, so they're going to, like, reprogram their garage door and all of that. But, yeah, so that's, that's the crime that's been <laughs> happening adjacent wow. to me. Yeah. Oh, good boy. Time. Yeah. Well... But we're all safe and sound. And my, I assumed when my iPod was stolen, I assumed it was some like 14-year-old who's enterprising and just thought, I don't know what this electronic is because I'm 14 and this is a dinosaur tool. But I bet I can pawn it. Because you can, because they go for like 80 bucks on eBay. That's awful. But now I'm like, I need to probably go get one of those pouches for yeah. myself. They're not expensive. Yeah. Mine In- was 13 bucks for a set of two. <laughs> and... Yeah. In our area, mm -hmm. it's people working on cars in the middle of the night and stealing parts from underneath the car or like in the end, like jimming open the thing. Like people are like, uh, yeah, like stealing parts from cars in our area. Parts. Wow. Car crime. Um, I guess there's car crime. It's a thing. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. No, I was just thinking about that $800,000 house. I thought like, we oh, could segue. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Speaking of crime and weird shit. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> we can come back to other things that have happened in the last four months, but that was just getting me thinking about the uh, four hundred, the $800,000 house. This is, you may have seen it. It went viral, and it is in our area. It's in, it's, I think, Fairfax? Yeah, it's in the Mantua neighborhood of Fairfax, which, so, when I was in, like, late elementary school... Mm-hmm. My parents were thinking we should probably move into into a house that's sure. probably a little bit bigger. Try to stay within our school's district, but you know if we have to go, let's change schools before Sasha starts middle school and before she right. starts high school, so that way she can like make a clean break and all of that. We went to a house in the same neighborhood of Mantua, mm-hmm. and I rem- remember we went to a lot of houses in Mantua. All of the houses in that neighborhood are named after, I think, like literary things. And there's a neighborhood next to it called, like, or near it called Camelot, where everything's Aww. named after like, King Arthur stuff. But anyway, Mantua, the house of Mantua that we saw that sticks out to me the most was the one that had the giant stain in the carpet. And my parents were like, uh oh, we are not buying this house because the stain was like a very large human sized blood stain that looked like they couldn't wash out completely. Uh, parents were like, what could make a stain that big? So They my just face- really love chocolate milk. Right, and they spilled a human-sized spot. It was like a 150-pound bottle of chocolate syrup. Yeah, so it is, yeah, very, very questionable. Na- one on the neighborhood itself. I'm sure there are lovely houses in there, but basically yeah. I'm never going to buy a house in this neighborhood. No, because it's ex- clearly cursed. It's clearly <laughs> cursed. Well, so in early April, an article or sorry, Zillow Gone Wild posted a listing for an $800,000 house that was five bedrooms, four bathrooms, and 3,548 square feet. Real quick, if you are pearl clutching at $800,000, we live in a very expensive part of the country. That's Mm -hmm. kind of par for the course for buying a house. Like, my 1,100 square foot house is, I could put on the market right now and get 500K for it. Like, yeah. that's the kind of housing market that we live in. Yeah. When, like, 
we bought it for like 350 and when mm-hmm. it was built 50 or 40 years ago it was a five digit number so you know oh, like that was a thing that happened to me i had someone yeah. lecture me over the holidays i was visiting my partner's family and we were talking about how we're looking for a place to rent mm-hmm. and she was like well why don't you just buy and then she went on this very long rant about how, you know, how irresponsible and why aren't we buying? Why aren't we buying? I remember when I bought my first house for $60,000. And I was like, if houses were $60,000, I would have eight. Yeah. Don't you think I already would have had one? Don't you think I would have already had at least four? $60,000? won't even get you a down payment on one of these fuckers. So (laughs) mind your business. Yeah. So, so this $800,000 house, very large Well, there was this fun article then on Washingtonian that basically went on to say that, you know, this house could use maybe about $100,000 more in renovations. There's like a leaking toilet. There's some window frame rot. The deck is kind of questionable. Maybe rip out the carpet to expose the hardwood floors underneath, update the kitchen and, you know. Like you've got Standard a really solid house. Older house redo. Right. Kind exactly. Of thing. This house was built, what did I say, in nineteen sixty four. So yeah, yeah, like you know, so it's it's pretty pretty consistent for this this area is yeah. like the sixties and seventies. And if you uh, haven't maintained a house from the sixties, <clears throat> this is the kind of thing you're gonna see. Yeah. So that's not the wild part. Right. The listing on Zillow says cash offers only, no access to see lower level, and home sold as is only with acknowledgement that home will convey with a person, parentheses S, living in lower level with no lease in place. Great opportunity to own in Mantua. <laughs> Large, spacious colonial on cul-de-sac street. Big kitchen with door-to-deck area renovated years back with 42-inch cabinets, vinyl floor, and formica t- countertops. Now let's rewind for a second. Past the 42-inch cabinets and the formica yeah. countertops. Oh, There's but also, also the, the deck oh. supports are in good shape, but not up to today's code. <laughs> uh, lower level is a walkout basement with legal bedroom, full bath storage, and large living area that a person lives but, in. But a person and, lives in there and you can't look at it. Will continue to live in and you cannot go look at it. And you can't um, evict them because they don't have a lease. <laughs> so they're just there. They're just there. And um, no, you can't know who it is. It's just a person in your basement. Yeah. Questions? Who wants to buy this house? I will buy it yeah. with $800,000 in cash. So... On this Washingtonian article, they said, reached by phone, the listing agent of Red Truck Realty Group Remax Gateway said that the basement resident is someone who, quote, weaseled her way in and has been there for about three years with perhaps another person living with her. The tenants, for lack of a better word, have no lease and aren't paying rent. The owners are just not the type that can financially afford or emotionally deal with the eviction. Anyway, buy this house with these randos living in your basement. <laughs> because of the area, it could sell for yeah. $1 million with yeah. a person in the basement or persons. With persons, yes. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. What are they doing down there? Um, Do they have a weird serial killing cult? Maybe. Well, we so don't know. I've, I've checked like Remax, Redfin, and Zillow, and mm-hmm. it's actually now off market and has not been sold. Oh. So it looks like they might have taken it off. I saw someone did some digging in one of my murder groups about Ooh. the house, mm-hmm. and it was a situation where the property owner was an older, I think, couple, mm-hmm. and so the person who weaseled their way in allegedly came in promising to be a caretaker, but mm. then just moved into the basement, possibly with another person, and yeah. didn't. The- and so the older couple is in poor health and so i think it's someone in the family is like we're just trying to get the we're trying to sell this so we don't have to deal with it yeah in the, the event of their passing the realtor that they in, interviewed said that so actually at the, uh, the in the public uh, publishing of this article they actually mm-hmm. already had one offer that's yeah let that sink in there is someone in the basement that you cannot talk to and the house has an offer well and they and and then the realtor continued to say you do if you're going to buy this house you do need the patience to deal with the eviction like the eviction is going to have to happen and this family is not going to deal with it so they and then the the realtor drew a picture of the basement (laughs) for one interested party and basically said it's the same 
condition and quality as like the rest of the house, but it's this shape. If you needed to have a sense of it. So that's weird. But I think it's off the market. They're probably trying to deal with some stuff. And then yeah, I I wonder if instead they're like, you know what? We won't sell this right this second. Maybe we will get the ball rolling on the eviction eviction part. But But otherwise, listener email spoop at gmail.com. If you would buy a house sight unseen cash offers only with someone living in the basement. The photos are great on this house. (laughs) Did you also see, I think it was also Zillow, you did, because you're the one who sent it to me, the Zillow Gone Wild, where it's like, your Michael sign addiction has gone one step too far, because it's got like, eat in the kitchen, and like, in this house we dance in the rain, and oh, welcome and then, to our nest, and then in the bedroom over the bed, it says, welcome to, welcome to Pound Town. <laughs> so good. So uh, that's what I'm going to get you for your birthday, is just a sign to hang over your bed that says, welcome to Pound Town. Ew. <laughs> I was joking with my partner, Jack, that I was like, I'm going to get us this sign, but then I'm going to put it over the guest bed just to make everybody really uncomfortable. <laughs> Honestly, that would be great. If I ever have a guest room in a house, that's, I am doing that. That's what you'll that's, do. That's <laughs> fun. Welcome to Pound Town. Welcome to your guest room. Well, Thanks so, for like, staying with us. Now what I want, though, even though those signs are so corny, I just want to like put a sign in my kitchen that says, welcome to Flavortown. Oh, that's It has that's like, nice legit. little flames on it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure someone either on some sort of crafty whatever, yeah. someone's bound to have made that oh, sign. Yeah. I have a cricket and lots and lots of vinyl. I was going to say, a craft you store do nearby. I could just make it myself. You could just make it yourself, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was another thing that happened this break. I'm learning to embroider. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I took an embroidery class for four weeks in February. Oh, it was nice. really nice. And the teacher who was instructing it at, and this was at the, the old prison, the old Lorton yep. prison, that's now an art center. Yeah, so we were in one of the prison buildings doing embroidery. It was really nice. She is an alumni of the high school that I teach at and graduated, like, shortly before I started working there. Now, if she just turns out to live in a basement in a house in Mantua, then it's going to tick all the boxes of all the stories we've told up to this point. Yeah. Does she have an iPod she's still out of a car? (laughs) I don't think so. She's a very upstanding person. I believe it. I'm yeah. learning how to embroider. I got a learn to embroider kit for Christmas. Nice. And then I'm now trying to like branch out using the skills I learned in my learn to embroider kit Yay. to embroider other things. So we'll see how that goes. Huzzah. It's been a fun craft. Embroidery is really fun. It gives you something to do with your hands while you're like watching Watching TV. And that's what I like. I have a hard time sitting and just like watching, Mm -hmm. possibly because I watch a lot of garbage. You you sure do. Speaking of things that are extremely cursed... I had a friend in town for two days, and I bit the bullet and was very brave and had them stay with us. Actually, it's friend of the podcast, Christy, who was in our our Cats episode. Yes. She was staying here, and she was like, do you want to watch The Ultimatum on Netflix? Oh, And I was like, here's the thing. Every time I see that show, I get really mad, and I rant at Jack about how if you have to threaten someone to marry you, you should not marry that person. Right. Because either five years from now, you're going to be wondering, did they actually want to marry me, or did I force them to? Or every time you get into an argument, they're going to be like, well, I didn't even want to get married in the first first place. place. So Mm -hmm. why don't you just, you know, if we hadn't gotten married, you wouldn't have to worry about me taking the trash out, would you? And yet we started watching it and then I finished watching all of it yesterday. Oh, my God. So first of all, is this spoopy? I, I like to think it is just because like. This is this was extremely crystal. Like I watch a lot of trash. Like I've watched most of Riverdale. I've watched so much. Gar- I watched all of America's Next Top Model. Like I have a high threshold for trash. But this, whew, there were parts where I legitimately could not stop laughing because I was <laughs> so uncomfortable. It's just a disaster. So first of all, I thought going into it, the couples that were issuing the ultimatums would have been together for like five, ten years, because they're like, it's long-term couples where the ultimatum is either we get married or I break up with you. Mm-hmm. Again, flawed premise. Don't, if you have to threaten somebody, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But they go in and they're like, here's our first long-term couple. And I was like, they've been together for one and a half years, and the longest-term couple on the show is two and a half years. And they're all, mm-hmm. like, 24. Okay, and I'm that's like, pretty young still. You are toddlers. Yeah. I have I would, had fish longer for your longer than your relationships. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a breather. Yeah. Jack and I met in our upper twenties, and mm-hmm. I know that like the two of us got engaged 
a year and a half into. Um, but but we also knew you weren't at the end of your rope. Like right, let's get right. married. We were like like, this like really excited about it, and also like buying a right. house and everything. Right. If you hadn't gotten engaged at the year and a half mark, would you have been like, "What's taking him so long"? Because I feel like you wouldn't be. I feel no. like you'd be like, I know we're on the same right track. Some, yeah. So right, but we were talking about this the other day, where it was like, if you, if you are like a year and a half into a relationship and you mm-hmm. don't think it's really going anywhere, then like, don't continue to sink. You know, co- you know, don't don't do, don't end up doing the sunk cost fallacy where you're like, okay, I guess right. I can't break up with them now, right? And that's and true so, at any point and, in time, right? But it's just interesting that this one is with like people in their mid twenties who are like. Some of them, like, one of them is like, I graduated college in the spring. And I'm like, and you're already like, I have to get married right this second? You have your whole life ahead of you. You know, I have friends who have successful relationships who, you know, got married to the person right out of college. And I also have friends who don't, you know. I'm I'm, I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't marry anyone straight out of college. I just think it's bananas that straight out of college you're like, I got to get a ring on this finger or we're done. Right. That's, that's. It's bananas bananas and also like half of them are terrible people right i think that's like the biggest part about that show that i mean i don't watch reality tv shows because of like how terrible a lot of the people are yeah it just makes me uncomfortable like the cringe factor and it's not the cringe factor like in the office right mm -hmm. where like that's like purposefully written to be cringy yeah it's like self-unaware cringe. yeah self-unaware cringe like yeah makes me so uncomfortable i guess you have to ask yourself what kind of person a year and a half into a relationship is going to say you have to marry me right this second. Or else. and Or else. And also, let's go on this reality TV show to get you to marry me. Because here's how they figure out they decide they want to get married. They date and live with someone else for three weeks. That's and funny. And at the end of the three oh, weeks, they So it's like the heart gr- absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of concept? Kind of. Except they're all, like, hooking up with their, like, new party. And they get back together with their original partner at the end of the three weeks I mean, and live with them for three weeks. And it's like... If you had doubts, how would this help you resolve your right. doubts? Right. At this point, it's just the clout chasing, right? I want to be on this reality TV mm-hmm. show that people are going to watch. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, it, it feels like the people who issue the ultimatum, which, frankly, are not all women, which I thought was very progressive of Netflix to acknowledge that, yes, sometimes people who are wedding obsessed aren't women. Hooray. Hooray. But all of them who are pushing it, I got the sense where it's like, you don't want to be married. You want a party where you can wear expensive clothing and be the center of attention. Right. And it's like, that's not... Just throw yourself a big party. Right. Exactly. That's not... You shouldn't be getting married just because you want everybody to look at you and you have a big shiny ring on your finger. Like, that's not... Anyway, so that was extremely cursed television I watched very recently. (laughs) I was thinking about... um, Issuing an ultimatum to Jack about whether or not he'd marry you. No, no, no. I was thinking about Instant Hotel the other day. I love Instant Hotel. I miss Instant Hotel. Yeah. That that was a piece of reality TV that I didn't mind. Yeah. It's like that. I watched Is It Cake? Is It Cake was fun. Is It Cake was fun. Uh, The School of Chocolate. Mm -hmm. Also some good reality TV. Extremely not cursed. Extremely good vibes. Because they're all, like, they're not setting out to humiliate them. They're setting them to teach them how to become really excellent chocolatiers. But they're already all incredible pastry chefs. So they don't kick anybody off week to week. It's the same people the whole season. And every week they learn a new skill. So it's like this week. comes out the best at the end. Right. I like that. This week we're learning how to make a hinge out of chocolate so you can make like a treasure chest that actually opens up and it's entirely chocolate. Like things like that. I want to see more of that, mm -hmm. like that concept. Because, I mean, you and I have watched, you watched Blown Away, right? No. No. You know what? It was, uh, no, you know what? Julia watched Blown Away. No, it's not like that, but I would like Blown Away or the, the, pottery throwdown or even bake-off to be a little bit more like that where like maybe at like week five you can start eliminating people but give Mm -hmm. people like five weeks or like half the season to like hone their skills Mm -hmm. and then maybe start you know cutting people down to like a top three or top four yeah like there was there was absolutely a winner in school chocolate and so as not to spoil i'll just refer to them as they so the winner they got to go and teach at the school of the like chef who was teaching them how to do all this chocolate stuff. Oh, that's so, so they cool. got to do classes there to like teach other students and they now work at the Four Seasons in I think Chicago as their like head oh, pastry, nice. whatever. So like 
That's fun. It's, it's more like, it's more carrot, less stick. Yeah. I, I would like more shows like that. That's so cool. I've been watching, so I am not a big TV person, but we have been slowly working through, like, some different TV shows while we're eating mm-hmm. dinner. Obviously, everyone needs to be watching Our Flag Means Death. If you the have HBO Max. Show. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, finished Space Force Season 2. It was okay. I don't think that show's coming back. What else am I watching? I'm watching Mythic Quest. That one's fun. Mm. I just got to the part I'm, where they hit the pandemic. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch Mythic yeah. Quest because the show, I think the showrunner mm-hmm. is one of the writers I loved from Community, Megan mm-hmm. Gans. Yes. So, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I yep. love her. And it has a lot of people from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but it's, like, tonally totally different. Yeah. Like, even, like, the actor who plays Mac on mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny. McAllany. Yeah. I think is, is how you say his name. one of the main Mac characters. Allen. He's Ian in Mythic Quest, and looks exactly the same as Mac, except, like, just completely different character, and yeah. to the point that I, like, think of him as, like, Ian and not as Mac. Which yeah. I love when, you, you know, if the actor doesn't look different... You can suspend you can your suspend disbelief. suspend your disbelief. That's called acting. It's called acting. Because, you know, there's other people who, like, you, they're clearly just playing themselves in, like, everything yeah. that they do, and, like, he's not, and so I actually really like... And the characters are all, like, endearing sometimes in terrible ways. I mean, some of them are just like really nice people. And then uh, one of your community darlings is in it and he plays like (gasps) the opposite of his character on community. Perfect. What else? So basically over the last four months, we've watched a lot of TV. Yeah. As should everyone. It's great. Oh, I just thought of something spooky that happened to me like a few days ago. Uh So this, this is double layers of spoop. So it's like spoop. It's like a spoop chocolate with a hinged chocolate box yes, around and it. Yes, you That's open it and there's spoop. more spoop. Yeah, and then there's more spoop. So it's like, oh, I got to the spooky Yay. ghost. Oh, there's another ghost in the box. So it's a ghost in a box. <laughs> Every single holiday, a ghost in a box. So my coworker with whom I co-parent the skeleton, she is she was pregnant and having her second baby. And I knew she was set to give birth this week. And on Thursday night, I had fallen asleep in bed, and then I suddenly woke up because I thought I heard a crash in the house. And so I thought, like, oh, Benedict's done done it again, himbo intern, whatever. So I come downstairs, and I look, and, like, I didn't see anything that was out of place. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything that had been obviously knocked over or anything that would have made a big crashing sound. So I go back upstairs, and I'm like, okay, I'll just, you know, look at my phone for a little bit and try to fall asleep. And, like, as I settle back in to go to sleep, I get a text from my coworker that I co-parent the skeleton with saying, my new daughter is here, and on this day in history, the most famous picture of the Loch Ness Monster was published. Nice. So the universe was like, you need to wake up right now to get this text. Yeah. And also, surprise, Loch Ness Monster. Monster. Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) One of my coworkers... Oh, actually, best friends was uh, texted us today and was telling us that her daughter is like adamant that she has a puppy dog named Ouija, like Ouija board. Cute. <laughs> that is that was a great cute. dog name, to yeah. be fair. I'm biased. Yeah. I had a dog growing up that we called Widgie. Oh. Her name was Sandy, but she she had a nervous bladder, so she she whittled a wee lot. Wee. So we called her we called her Widgie. Widgie. But Aww. it's a great name, Widgie. Yeah. And then the same daughter lately has been asking about a cat who was around when she was a baby, but like. Mm-hmm passed away uh during the Uh, pandemic uh, or the first part the first year of the pandemic mm -hmm. and she's been asking a lot of questions and she and i were talking about the merits of like well what if like your daughter sees the cat like what what happens if like the daughter says like hi to the cat and she was like you know actually i think i would feel better knowing that like the ghost of my cat was like still lingering in the house (laughs) so so we have a friend who is on board with spooky things the other thing i just remembered is we should probably ask julia if she's listening, mm-hmm. Julia, if you're Hi, listening, Julia. to tell us all about her cemetery tour. Oh, so yeah, for, spring she break, for spring break, she did a cemetery tour looking for places that were relevant to her and our other friend Nikki's like family and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also actually went to oh, Centralia. Centralia is that town, the ghost town in Pennsylvania, where there was the mining fire underneath, oh. right? And so like the whole up, upper level of the town is like mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. But they actually ended up going out even out there. And I was like, damn. Hmm. But yeah. I just remembered a spooky thing that I was like, oh, if Swoop Hour were still happening, mm-hmm. we should talk about it. So right before Groundhog's Day, <laughs> one of the weather-predicting groundhogs fucking died. Yeah. And my, I had a student who didn't realize 
that there's more than one oh, weather predicting groundhog. weather predicting groundhog, and there has mm-hmm. been over the course of history. They just replace the groundhog every time it dies. And <laughs> she like cried in my class and like had a small breakdown. And then like was laughing at the end of it because she was like, why am I crying about this groundhog? <laughs> and this is like, mind you, like a, a 12th grader who like, mm-hmm. ju- it's kind of like when uh, we had that classmate, you had a classmate and you told me about it, who like didn't know that giraffes weren't mythical creatures. So I wasn't in the class where he admitted oh, that. okay. But one of our friends was in that class. Yeah. I thought you were referring to in my sign language class when I accidentally yeah. spoiled that Santa Claus isn't real for a girl in my sign language class. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is a thing. But in my defense, she was like 17. 17, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're 17 and you don't know that giraffes are real you know, and you don't know that groundhogs aren't the, that pucks tony phil is forever. not an eternal groundhog you know he's an eternal being and that's why he's so good at telling the weather yeah like, so that student's on to something no i my co-worker with you my co-parent the skeleton she texted me and she was like what does it mean when the the groundhog, groundhog. is dead before groundhog's day and i'm like nothing good yeah i mean <laughs> climate change like, yeah, like i don't know like what to the, tell you. if the groundhog if the groundhog was like, I, I'm done. <laughs> Audi five thousand. Maybe we should worry about our planet some more. One of the podcasts I listened to, how did this get made? One of the hosts was talking in the early days of the pandemic about how so many big kind of otherworldly celebrities like Prince and David Bowie mm-hmm. passed away right before the pandemic started, and she's like, I wonder if they knew something and if they were just called back home because they knew what was coming. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of love that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's like, you know, when, like, it's before a tsunami hits, like, all the yes. animals run away. They start acting weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's, yeah. Or that, how cows like allegedly lay down if it's going to rain. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. a it's a fun little conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The kind that makes your brain go hee hee instead of, like, uh, I'm going to go, like, do something bad. Yeah. <sighs> Did anything else spooky happen to me that I've texted you about? Because I my brain is mashed potatoes and you so have like a brain like you remember things that I don't and so I'm my just trying brain to think. is a soft potato so that it retains things that aren't relevant to me personally so like I will forget important stuff mm-hmm. for me but like things you texted me I'll remember until the day I die so yeah. that's nice but like you texted you discovered the existence of the Richmond vampire so we're gonna oh yeah talk we're about gonna talk about the Richmond vampire in the future episode. yep yeah I think there was that. No, we've talked about, oh, you know what we didn't do this year? We did not talk about Snack It. <gasps> yes, you did yeah. say, you did text and we should talk about the Snack It. So, because now the Snack It is over. It's true. The Snack It is complete. Yeah. We have a Snack It champion. It is fresh made tortilla chips with salsa. Uh, with homemade Which, salsa, right? With homemade salsa, I think yeah. so. Yeah, something like that, like handmade salsa, homemade yeah. salsa. So... This was the just winner based on who was left at the end, but fast food I milkshakes. Was, <sighs> so the theme of this year's snack it was like snacks that haven't been on the snack it before. Mm-hmm. So the snacks are incorporated a lot of really good international snacks. Like we had the little like koala march cookies. Mm-hmm. We had boba. Uh, Pulperindo. Yes, we had. Mango and sticky rice. There were a lot of like fun cheese things that were. We had stroop waffles. Stroop waffles, those are fun. See, I have it open right now. Oh, just like roasted seaweed snacks, like, you know, just nori mm-hmm. people snack on. Oh, scallion pancakes. Yeah. Uh, hal- fried uh, halloumi. Oh, f- halloumi is so halloumi, good. Halloumi, yeah. And then uh, pao de queijo, uh, which is basically really just and bread with cheese. Gluten free. Yeah. But anyway, basically all of the cool international stuff fell in round one. Yeah, because despite everyone being like, yay, like, go try these before you, before vote, you vote. Everyone else was like, I'm going to vote for Oreo pudding dirt cup, which I love a dirt cup. I love a dirt cup. But I, that was, was like the one nostalgia snack that I was pleased with like, going as far as it did. Like, because I love like a dirt Stroop cup. Stroopwafel was just like no chance, you know. Yeah, I'm not. A, I, I don't know. Well, I, I think if Stroopwafel was paired against someone else, but let's say okay, yeah. saltine toffee cookies versus an Oreo pudding dirt cup, I would have been like, yeah, Oreo pudding dirt cup Obviously. all the way. But when yeah. I was doing that pairing, I was like, fuck, I like both of those things. I, I think I did vote for dirt pudding in the first round just because Stroopwafels 
I'm not a huge caramel person, oh. and most of the waffles mm-hmm. I've eaten in my life are caramel-based. So for me, I would rather eat dirt Or pudding. where was the, oh, like homemade snickerdoodle cookies versus mango and sticky rice. I was, I, uh, yeah, I was like, I mean, this is hard, yeah, but I, was like, I, I love like... homemade snickerdoodles. But then homemade snickerdoodles immediately fell in the next round. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, no, it didn't. It didn't? It made no, it beat first... seven-layer magic cookie bars. Oh, that's right, that's right. Which I prefer over... Homemade snickerdoodle cookies. Yeah, my neighbor I like a across coconut. the street. Growing up, she always made me a tin of cookies for mm-hmm. the 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 lady who lived across the street. They didn't have kids of their own, so they always like made tins of cookies for like the neighbor kids. And the I would I would hoard. I would eat everything else first, mm-hmm. and I'd leave the seven layer cookies for the last. And I just hoard them all through Christmas. They're such an incredible snack because they satisfy so many snacking needs like they're crunchy they're gooey they're soft they're chewy they've got coconut they've got, got chocolate the texture yeah it's got a texture it's like everything you could ever possibly want in a snack mm-hmm. and you can even make them salty yeah like add a little bit of salt to it to make it like salty and sweet so it's, it's so that's yeah. what makes the seven layers are magic because each layer is something you would snack on so but basically fast food milkshake took out everything including baklava that baklava made me so mad yeah. because Everybody, their milkshakes that they were thinking about were good milkshakes from, from like, restaurants fucking and diners. diners. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, that's not what we're saying. We didn't say you're going to Ted's and you're getting one of their baller milkshakes. Right. No, no. You're going to McDonald's and the ice cream machine is broken, so your milkshake's going to be half melted. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. That's what we're the talking only about. Good, like, but the good thing is people did start sharing, okay, here is what mm-hmm. my idea of a fast food milkshake was. And a lot of them were like... And again, I don't think this is fast food. This is ice cream parlors. Mm-hmm. But it was like a like, lot of really cool I, one-off like local joints. And I'm like, well, shit, now I want to go try all those milkshakes. because there's Here's like what a, I think mm-hmm. of as fast food. If I can order it in my car and yeah. it is handed to me through a window, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking in terms of fast food. So for the most part, I wouldn't even consider Dairy Queen fast food because you have very few Dairy Queen drive throughs Oh, interesting. But like, but what if there's? it's not a drive through McDonald's? Isn't that still fast food? No, because I think the major I think the majority of McDonald's they're more likely to have a drive through than they are. Well, I mean not like to. the one in the mall doesn't have a drive through. No, but if you were to like throw a dart at a dartboard of McDonald's mm-hmm. locations, odds are the dart's gonna hit one that has a drive through. Right. Whereas if you do the same thing with Dairy Queen, I don't think that's the case. So that's just how I think of it. And like if it had been Dairy Queen Blizzard of your choice, I wouldn't be so mad about it going as far as right. it does. Because there are some really baller Dairy Queen blizzards. But it was fast food milkshake. And I think a lot of people were blinded by their love of the homophobic chicken chain. Yeah. Because their their milkshakes are decent. Is it? Oh, fan food, not fat, fast food. But, yeah. See, they, they even say it themselves. <laughs> Do you um, consider Dairy Queen fast food? Email us. Just anything that has, like, french fries and chicken, fri- uh, chicken wings that I can get within five minutes, I think, of fast food. You know. How do you define fast food, listener? Because for me, but it's, also, you know, I think got to drive through it. Dairy Queen is classified as fast food. And y- yeah. yeah. Along with, I guess like, yeah, like A and W, Auntie Anne's, Buffalo Wild Wings is also apparently oh, fast Auntie food. Anne's. Oh, I wouldn't have considered Jolly B-dubs Bee. fast food. Yeah, I mean, B Dubs is fast casual to me. Yeah, well, yeah, they included like Chipotle on here as fast food. Yeah, I would consider Chipotle fast casual too. But I guess for me, the key element of fast food is the drive-through. Yeah, it's for me a specific type of restaurant that serves. Fast food cuisine and has minimal table service. So fast food cuisine, right? <laughs> the, su- the food, fast food, ser- ser- the food served in fast food restaurants is typically part of a meat sweet diet. Has a limited menu, cooked in bulk in advance, and kept hot, finished, and packaged to order. Usually available for takeaway. Seating may be provided. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe then I would have changed my vote for a fast food milkshake because I would have included Dairy Queen in that. But I'm surprised. Me, you, yeah, I went, learning that you didn't include Dairy Queen in that. I was mm-hmm. like. Again, because what I consider to be a fast food milkshake is like you're gonna get it at Burger King, mm-hmm. you're gonna get it at McDonald's, you're gonna get I'm just it at thinking, like also chain. like in New York City. Let's say that you live in New York sure. City, you do not own a car. Yes. Then there are no fast food restaurants in New York City. No, I'm not saying that yeah. the fast food restaurant, <laughs> like if it's a McDonald's, uh-huh. it's gonna be fast food regardless of if they have okay. a drive-through. Again, we're going back to my dartboard metaphor. If right. you throw a dart at McDonald's locations. Chances are that McDonald's has a drive-through, right. and I don't think the same is true of Dairy Queen. I would say probably 
85% of McDonald's have a drive-thru, whereas 85% of Dairy Queens don't have a drive-thru. Well, yeah. But maybe I'm the weird one. So. No, I mean, it's. I, I'm just thinking it's a lot of places, Starbucks, for example, are mm-hmm. moving to the drive-thru model when they used to not have the drive-thru, right? Yeah. I also don't consider Starbucks fast food because they're not really a food place. Like, I think of them as coffee place. Yeah. Well, Dairy Queen did have, yeah, like, during the pandemic, did start modifying things to be fast food restaurants, so. Yeah. And there's been a lot of construction on, like, Singleton Dairy Queens and stuff like that, like, yeah. We can just, we can just disagree to disagree. We can. This is what always happens when we talk about the snack it. And then, I mean, on the other side. There's a very mediocre final four. It was, because it was pirouette or uh, prioline wafer cookies, which are those, like, thin kind of cigarette looking to cookies that you get like as a gift from your coworkers. Yeah. Fast food they're milkshake. Good. They're yeah, they're fine. I like with them with tea. Fast yeah. food milkshake, stove pop popcorn with your seasoning of choice and then freshly made tortilla chips with salsa. I think there were there's probably a better top 4 if things had gone differently. Yeah. Like I do not eat edible cookie dough. I don't eat cookie dough. I did vote for that a couple times, but it was because it kept going up against stuff that I don't like. Yeah, but that one was beat out by Pirouette. Mm-hmm. But looking at like the other options, like Andy's chocolate mints, like eh. I would. Oh, okay. I just like, like chocolate like and mint them. as a flavor. I, I love chocolate mints. I just don't think of Andy's as a snack. So uh, that's why I was like, I don't, I don't see Andy's well, going very so far. Well, so they called it tiny delights, as in like you mm-hmm. can eat a bunch of little ones. Because I'm not going to yeah. eat, like even with like a Royal Dansk Danish butter cookies tin, I could probably eat like three cookies and then I'd I be done. I don't know that I've ever had the cookies out of that tin. Oh, well, have you had like a butter cookie just generally? Yes. Yeah. How many do you eat usually? If it, like a couple. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not taking issue with tiny yeah. delights as a yeah. as a concept. It's just for me if I'm if I want to snack on something, I don't think of I'm gonna have a bunch of Andy's mint chocolates. I think uh, I'm at Olive Garden. You and I are in very different. Oh, you and I are very different people. I buy a bag of Andy's mints and I uh, mint chocolates. And I put them in my desk at work. And you when also love pickles. Like my students <laughs> drive me nuts. I just like pop three chocolates in my mouth and I <laughs> close my eyes and pretend I'm. See, somewhere. I don't think of if I'm yeah. popping three chocolates in my mouth. I don't even think of that as a snack. I'm like, this is my chocolate time. It's a interesting. Chocolate is not me. a snack. Okay. I mean, I, I would never say chocolate isn't a snack. I just say that when I am snacking on chocolate, I don't think of it as I'm snacking. I think of it as I'm having chocolate. I will say I did get into it with my meetup group because I once again dropped the live grenade of, have y'all heard of the snack? Oh. And one girl in my group, she loves pickles. And I was like, ordinarily, you and I get along very well. I will never support you on pickles. Let's see. Yeah, there's just I the other part of this is because this was snacks that have never been in the snack yet mm-hmm. before it like we it could was, have had something really incredible as right. we did it, but instead we had something that's kind of like we've had chips and guac win before. Right. And so it it basically fell to once again like I think two major things. One people not trying every snack that's mm-hmm. on the snack it and the other part or is even googling. Or googling what is a you know like I What's didn't pulperindo? know Yeah, I didn't know what a pulperindo was and I looked it up and I was like damn, like I want to try yeah, this. It's like yeah. It's, it's fruit jerky. Fruit, fruit jerky and I love fruit jerky. Mm. But the other part is also just like laws of averages. Yeah. Every every time it's going to be the thing that faces the least resistance and yeah, like it's, the, it's honestly, mediocre. It's not ruffling feathers. Joe Biden of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's ruffling feathers now, but if you're thinking about yeah. like in that er- early primary, it's true. I was a Bernie person, right? But Bernie yeah. is like what is Bernie? He's the boba. <laughs> he's the boba of the snack it. Yeah. And where it's like apparently salty toffee them. cookies are a safer option. Yeah, you know, and yeah, ultimately, so. <laughs> and I love fresh made tortilla chips and salsa. You and so I have talked I. about this. We talked about like the I very simple. You and I was like, have you ever made air fryer tortilla chips? Right, and like I later. was <laughs> singing the praises of like when I don't have time to make my own salsa, mm-hmm. the pico de gallo salsa that they sell at Trader Joe's, which literally when you look at the side of the container, it it's is what just you would put in homemade salsa. what you would put in homemade salsa. There's no extra like preservatives or chemicals or anything like that. It does not have mm-hmm. a long shelf life, so you have to eat it like as soon as you buy it, but Darn. it's literally just t- 
tomatoes, jalapenos, onions, lemon juice, spices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, like, I, I love that. I mean, I can't yeah. eat it right now because my stomach is really upset. But, you know, like, but it's still a very safe option. That's the yeah, thing that I you get at your table, like, unlimited when you go to a Mexican restaurant. And you restaurant. Eat so much of it, you then don't eat your bane. Right. Because so, it's great. Because it's great. But, you know, it's still like... If you want to know how to make air fryer tortilla chips, here's what you do. You cut a tortilla into little pieces, you spray it with the oil of your choosing, you pop it in the air fryer for like five minutes, you pull them out, light dusting of salt. And you're done. And they're warm and they're crunchy and it's amazing. What would would have been your top top choice of this whole thing of all 64 (sighs) snacks? Hmm. Or maybe your top four. I mean, yeah, I think my dream final four would have been, like, dirt pudding mm-hmm. for my, like, mediocre nostalgia snack. <laughs> I would I love love to see the Panda Biscuits slash Koala March. Yeah. Because I think those are an inoffensive snack that are yeah, really good. Yeah, it's just a cookie it's filled like a little, with chocolate. It's so yeah, good. What's, what's, what's wrong with I mean, love? actually, you know what? It's just, like, a bite-sized version of pirouettes. Uh, pirouettes, yeah. yeah. But if you get the koala kind, they got a little cute koala. Cute on it. On it. Yeah. Sometimes they play a little trumpet. It's really yeah, cute. It's cute. So that would have been in there. I think on the salty, th- basically any of the grilled cheese options. Like, we passed on so many fried cheeses. Because people didn't know what it was. Because they didn't, they didn't fucking Google. Like, and they're like, why is there no, no cheese? And I'm like, yeah. it's a classy it's, mozzarella stick. You vote you, classy mozzarella sticks through, you yeah. animals. Like, we don't so, have mozzarella sticks on this year's snack it because we have fried halloumi. Fr- yeah. Fried halloumi because that's basically a classy mozzarella, whatever. Oh, like, it's oh, hush puppies was on there. Hush puppies are delicious. Oh, I do. I Honestly, I probably would have put honey barbecue Fritos through. Ooh. I, I would have liked well, that's to pretty see, classic. like, fried halloumi, yeah. honey barbecue Fritos, dirt mm. pudding, panda biscuits. Um, and I would like Boba to be in there, too. I want a top five. <laughs> yeah. Because I really love Boba. Oh, I love Boba. There's love a Boba. place near my work that has, they call it the Hello Kitty. And it's like uh, a fruity green tea. And then it has like mango, strawberry, and like coconut little mm. uh, jellies in it. But the, the the pink ones are hearts and the orange ones are stars and the white cute. ones are circles. And they're just so cute. The... Boba yeah. placed by me, one, gives you so much boba that you get, like, six pieces of boba per sip. Oh, the first time nice. I had it, because I usually ration my boba so that I have enough boba throughout, mm-hmm. I had leftover boba at the end, Ooh. because that's how much they put in there. And they also have, like, every flavor possibly imaginable. The My go-to, one of my go-tos there, they have an Oreo boba, which oh. I'm not going to lie to you, is really good. Yeah, Jack loves they, Oreo in his it's boba. It's so good. Yeah. And then they have a pina colada. Mm. And what's nice is they let you pick what kind of boba you want they have like mm-hmm. the popping kind they have yeah. the chewy kind oh i love original. the popping have, kind popping is my so favorite popping so, has so been can... my favorite since even before boba got popular yeah there was, that was your... one frozen yogurt place in harrisonburg called sweet bee and mm-hmm. it had so many different flavors of that popping bubbles and i would basically exclusively just get froyo and yeah popping bubbles Yep. And fruit. And then that was it. And <laughs> most of it, it would be like a little bit of ice cream, a little bit of froyo, and then just toppings. It's the froyo yeah. is a sauce for the toppings. Yeah. That's how I do froyo. So oh, I. Uh, the, the, sorry, the great thing about my local boba mm-hmm. place is you can go in and be like, I would like pina colada boba. I want it with popping bobas uh-huh. and you can specify how sweet you want it. Do you like yep. 100%, mm-hmm. 50%, yeah. 25%? It's so good. Yeah. Kung Fu Tea is a really popular chain in our area mm-hmm. that was actually started by an alumni from my high school and un- or from, from the high school I work at and from the university we went to. Mm-hmm. But one of my students, current students, works at one of the locations. And during spring break, I found the location she worked at because I was about to place an order and she was helping a customer. And I was like, uh, I know her. She... Get used her employee pricing for me and Jack, and so we got two oh. large bobas for six dollars, as opposed to oh. paying twelve dollars for two. Like we got well, two for one. And adopt it was, that I mean, child into yeah. your family. I'm like, you <laughs> like, are, oh, you are, you are a saint. Here's some extra credit. <laughs> a plus. Yeah, a plus. Congratulations. You're working through your spring break, and you just bought me three dollar boba. And my top four was yeah, probably 
something chocolatey from Tiny Delights. Honestly, yeah. probably just the Andes mints. Yeah. And then seven layer magic cookie bars and also mm. dirt cup and also boba. Like, give me, yeah. give me all of that. Like, we're, we're having like a top five, six. Yeah. I think the savory bites one, I didn't have much of a opinion on. I, like, I got cocky because I thought all of my cheeses would go through and then they fucking didn't. Yeah, so. uh, like I like Funyuns, but like everything else, or lime flavored tortilla chips. But I think yeah. I would just replace the small, the small salty one with um, an extra a sweet chaos. Yeah, um, and then salty about everything. Yeah, probably hush puppies. Hush puppies. Oh, I love hush puppies. Yeah. <sighs> and and you know what? My if I had if you asked me this like a month ago, like at the beginning of the snack at what my top four would have been, it would have been very different from now because I'm not going to elaborate, but I have some food aversions right now. And so some of these reading, some of these names is making me queasy. See, for me, it would be very different answer just because it depends on what mood I'm in. What snack I want. Mm -hmm. Like when the snack at first dropped, I'm not going to lie to you. I added honey barbecue Fritos to my grocery order because I was like, if I do not eat a honey barbecue Frito in the next 24 hours, I will die. And then now I'm like, Nah, I mean they're good, but yeah, mm. yeah. So so yeah. you know, what are your snacks of choice? Yeah, what are your snack preferences? What is like your Even- strongest opinion on a snack? Yeah, is it pickles? positive or it's negative? Your- yeah, either we'll take either. Email speaker at gmail dot com. Oh, Contact yeah. us Twitter and Who Instagram. Who likes pickles? Ugh, you're all terrible. But also, what kind of pickles? Because that's true. I like pickled things. I don't like pickles. Right. Like, if you don't like cucumber pickles, but you like other pickled vegetables, correct? specify that, too. There are a lot of... Yeah, like, I like, I like a pickled onion. Not mad at a pickled onion. I like all, basically all skimono, like, Japanese pickles and, like, Korean pickles and... Um, I just like don't like... Western pickles. I don't like... Uh, except pickles. for dill. Not dill. What's the one... You know, oh, the tiny sweet ones. I don't like the tiny sweet ones. Gherkins, I think. Yeah, just like the tiny, they look like the tiny little, little wieners, right? And they're buffy. The they're very sweet. Ones, but they're cute, but they're too, I don't like sweet pickles. I mean, yeah, just because something's cute doesn't mean I want to eat it. Right, I like sour and like, spicy. Like, you're cute, I don't want to eat you, no offense. Yeah, true, yeah. I so. I would not want to eat a human, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're cute. They're cute. Lots of cute things. Anyway, anyway. thanks for listening to us ramble for an hour. Did you yeah. miss us? You probably don't anymore. So we're <laughs> going to be back in your ear holes. I think we're going to resume our every other week posting yep. schedule, provided all goes according to plan. I have to have a medical procedure here you sure in a do. couple weeks. So, so maybe we're it'll be another and, month. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, We'll keep you posted about yeah. what's, what's going on with us. Yeah. But thank you for your patience. We miss you. We're happy to be back. Take lots of breaks, kids. Life's too short. Don't don't lose yourself to the grind. That's stupid. Lose yourself to the nap. And snack. And spoop. <laughs>